0: Good afternoon to you. It is 4.38 on Tuesday, January 31st. Hope you're well. Hope your family's good. Hope you're, uh, if you're in central Indiana, hope you're staying warm inside. Uh, but it is a, um, this is just a quick cast. Wanted to talk a little bit, bit about what's been going on. There's actually a lot of stuff happening between the games. Purdue, of course, um, defeated Michigan State on on uh, Sunday? Sunday? On Sunday, Sunday early early afternoon noon, uh, and plays Penn State on Wednesday at six thirty. Here's a little bridge quick cast to get you through. It's not a very long time to get you through, but I thought I'd do it just because there's a bunch of stuff happening that I just wanted to react to. Before I dig in deeply, let me um, let me thank Martin Vintage. Head over to martinvintage.com, get a t-shirt, get a sweatshirt, support a Purdue family, Purdue business. enter boiled at checkout, get fifteen percent off and. When you're on campus, go over to AJ's on Vine. EatAJ's dot com. Order ahead. Get some delicious uh, pretzel, fried pretzels. Uh, get some, uh, get some uh, funnel cake sticks. Funnel cake stick, yeah. Uh, get some, um, get some burgers, beef. Grab a beer. You can't do that on the internet. Can't grab a beer. You have to be there. So order ahead, then go get it. eatajs.com. dot com. Um, I was not able to. to to visit AJ's my last trip because my daughter made a decision, uh, and I honored it, and maybe it wasn't the best thing. Thanks to you who are tuning in live, really appreciate you guys, also appreciate the people that are listening on delay, Uh, but the people that are live, they get to enjoy the whole experience. Eventually it'll be a live studio audience when I blow up, and I'm a big time dude, Uh, but right now it's just me in my home office talking to you in random times, seemingly random times. I was going to do it. By the way, LBD is the analytical guy in the in the family here uh, on the massive BS staff on the Quickcast staff, and he tells me that nine thirty a.m. you guys like to um, to watch Quickcast, and I was gonna do it early this morning, but I had a bunch of things that came up, so I couldn't do it. The second time is right before the end of the work day, so four forty. I thought I'd maybe put something in here. So let's 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 talk about a couple things. I'll go through my my sloppy notes and talk a little bit about what's happening first one wanted to address something because jay got after me he watched the quick guess which i appreciate or the wrap-up whatever you want to call it after the michigan state game and he wanted to address he he took he took umbrage with something he fought, found a contradiction and i want to tell you the reason for the contradiction and tell you why i still believe i'm right uh first off Mackey arena uh Purdue Sports released that the shot that David Jenkins hit before the end of the first half was the loudest moment in recorded history in Mac Arena, 123.2 decibels. Uh, Rob Blackman talked about it on Painter's show. How loud that is! He said it's a jackhammer. the The, the sound of a jackhammer being next to you without any ear protection. I, I always hear these things. I'm like, man, I've been around a jack jackhammer, and it's kind of terrifying. Like the maybe it's the nature of the noise. Um, And I've been in Mackie and I'm never even a little afraid. But I did tell my daughter, I told her, I said, you're going to get this moment in this game. Like I think I told you guys during the quick cast where it'll get loud and you'll be like, oh my gosh, now it's so loud. It just, it feels crazy because she's, she's got some, uh, she's hard of hearing. She's got one uh, partial, partial hearing loss in one ear. But I kind of wanted to warn her because loud noise bothers her. I don't feel like we ever got there. And I feel like the reason we didn't get there, I wanted to confess something again. Uh, My daughter is not the biggest basketball fan. She wanted to be there to meet Mason Gillis. So we went out to get a bite to eat right before halftime because she had to eat lunch because we were at that weird noon tip-off. So we go out to get some Freddy's uh, outside of 117 there. And I'm watching the game, you know, the last, the closing minute and a half on on the screens, and Jenkins hit three, and then right after Izzo had his tech. That three was thunderous, okay? And that's the moment they said they got that 123.2 decibels. But the thing that I was looking at, kind of the, the whole game, I've been at louder games. I would stand on that. I will... And I don't know if there's a way to measure this, especially since it's past the fact, but it was not the loudest game to me. And even that 123, that was an isolated event. I I completely believe, why wouldn't I believe, that it was 123 decibels. Um, but it just didn't seem like as loud of a game as there have been at Mackey Arena. Really in, in recent memory, but my my Rolodex of games kind of goes back a little farther. And some of you guys, not any of you guys on here, well, some of you guys actually does. Sophia Helvey is on here. Sophia, how are you? Glad you're tuned in. Always get a kick out of that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was not, in my opinion, as loud or consistently as loud or that kind of step up loud. Right? Those games where it gets loud and then it feels like it's going to get louder and louder because someone hits a three, then there's a dunk, then there's a steal, and then another three, something like that where it's just, um, it feels like you're going you're gonna to tear the, the roof off at the rivets. It wasn't one of those games Uh, and part of that was just because purdue was in cruise control so i'll defend my spot my opinion on that to um enemies foreign and domestic my pal jay turned on me there said he 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 said i was out of line Uh, i'm gonna go with me on this one he wasn't there um so the next thing i want to talk about unanimous number one purdue is the first unanimous this season last season there was one unanimous number one i believe it was gonzaga so that's a pretty nice honor. Again, it's good to be number one. It's a good thing. Um, and it's not a, a big deal at the same time because this is all made for TV, right? This is really just to uh, get clicks, to get uh, interest, to drum up interest in the sport. There's no real reason to have the number one right now other than it's fun to put that number behind. It's good, good for TV ratings, whatever. But being unanimous, number one says a lot about Purdue. Um, it raises expectations. Purdue is already a high... Um, high-priority um, uh, target for teams when they come into Mackey or when Purdue visits. We all know that. Purdue plays Penn State on Wednesday at 6.30. I do expect nothing other than Penn State to take a huge swing, but I also very much expect Purdue to handle their business versus Penn State, um, and hopefully that game will not be a close one. Penn State can shoot. If Purdue gets in their jerseys and uh, plays defense like I think they will, um, I think Purdue... I'm thinking a double-digit victory, so that's just my gut. Um, And then they head to Ass Hall in Bloomington to play IU. The unlikable Hoosiers are a lot more likable than some other fans right now, and let me just address that. There's been some weird Internet stuff the last 10, 12 days, and some of it's not so serious and silly. One of the things that we've been hearing about is this idea that Purdue is paying off officials and has some weird pact or agreement with Big Ten officials or certain officials, whatever. Um, And uh, Deep Pockets Purdue University has decided for the first time in the history of my life um, to do something unusual and pay money to officials to get an edge, uh, we all know that's stupid and silly. So the internet's silly and stupid sometimes, so this is another example of that. But the second part of that is not silly or stupid. It's stupid, but it's not silly. It's kind of serious and it's dumb. Multiple fans from different other schools, other fan bases, have said how funny it would be for uh, your team, for, for they're saying to other teams, to go out and injure a Purdue player, specifically Zach Eady. And this is that internet muscle thing right this is this is stupid stuff to um, to by proxy make a threat on a person physically because they have the gall and audacity to be really good at a sport uh, gets to the next level of um, creepiness and classlessness and things that I, I, I talked to Greg McManus on Twitter vit- virtually we we're talking about maybe hey this is another reason not to ever root for another team during the tournament or any other time whether it's big Ten or another. Uh, another team but that that stuff and it was kind of spreading uh illinois fans were doing it iu fans were doing it there was uh there were others that jumped in on it and uh that stuff is just it bothers me a lot uh, because i think it's kind of another level of crap um but uh i thought it was unusual uh and i don't understand it when you hear like in the past you've had uh big personalities in college basketball or other sports that have kind of gotten, drawn the ire of people. And um, whether it's a Duke player or maybe a Wisconsin point shooting guard, Davidson, those guys are tough to swallow. But I don't think, I hope, we weren't uh, wishing that someone would go out and uh, injure the guy during the game intentionally to even up the score or even up the record or take away an advantage. Um, as much as I dislike those guys on the court, and I still do, is really tough for me to swallow, um, tough for me to take. Uh, but Zach Eady, when you hear him talk, he's not a bad guy. When you see him on the court, he's not cheap shotting people. Um, he yells, but he doesn't get in people's faces. He's not—he's not doing. The, he's not a flopper. I—I I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. The—the the vitriol. I know it's tough to not be as good as somebody. I know it's tough to be shorter or less physically gifted because I've been that way my whole life. But uh, wish ill on that guy. It's pretty weird. Um, so that's kind of an uh, – if you if you aren't up on this phenomenon, good for you. You're not on – in social media or deeply into it. That's that's good. Uh, but I've heard a lot about it, and it bothers me, and I thought I'd address it. So uh, – and finally um, – one thing I, w- I wanted to talk to you about was the Purdue football team is getting some momentum. We saw them at the uh, the basketball game. Uh, we saw that young coaching staff, which is incredible when you see them all together in person, how young they look. Uh, I think the average age is either 34 or 36 on that staff. It's really wild uh, because that is just Something we 've never had at Purdue, a, a group that that 's that young, we really don 't know what they 're going to be like, other than what we can see right now is they are a bunch of hustlers, man. they are out there pounding the pavement, they're out in groups and force multiple people that I know that are unconnected that aren't connected to each other have seen them at restaurants out recruiting like they 're going out to eat with with somebody with a family with a they're in town for somebody to see somebody play and um, it's pretty exciting. They, they, when they come in, they show force. <laughs> they do it all the way and it'll be a big, big group. Maybe that's because they aren't kind of shotgun uh, spe- uh, spread like a, a team has been, a coaching staff has been, uh, who's been established. But the way they're doing things, they're going big. So regardless of what happens, I think you can't say that it's not for uh, lack of effort. Looks like Purdue's going to do some big things come the the true signing day, the second signing day, and then as NIL starts, uh, uh, announcements start coming out. Looks like Purdue is is making some hay, so that's good to see, and it's something in the long run. Uh, Purdue is definitely going to need to to get those relationships with the high school teams up and running. All good stuff. Um, I didn't really have anything else to say other than I hope Purdue does not take Penn State lightly. I hope they don't look past them to IU. I don't think there's really much of a chance of that happening since. It's an old painter pal uh, in our pal, Micah Shrewsbury, uh, and his Penn State Nittany Lions. They gave Purdue everything they could handle, at the Palestra, and um, a bunch of boiled sports guys were there. They were in the house. Uh, I don't think Purdue's taking this team lightly. The biggest question is, will one of those dynamic scores? because Penn State has quite a few of them, will one of them go off? Will they get loose? The next thing is... um, Purdue and Penn State are both pretty good at taking care of the ball. If both teams take care of the ball, it tightens up a game quite a bit. So we'll see how they try to uh, to go after Zach Eady. That's a that's a question of how they try to defend him, and we'll see how Purdue handles that pressure. And once again, another game sitting atop the national rankings at number one. Um, I hope you have a great afternoon and evening. Uh, Well, you know, I'll I'll answer a couple of these. The people that are in the the uh, let's see. LBD, yeah. Mohill says LBD is the Boiled Sports analytics text. In all seriousness, LBD is is that. Uh, it's really wrong for, to give him that moniker because that was that's always been a joke, as you guys know, on Twitter. Um, he's actually a good thinker, a very good assessor of uh, analytics. And really, when you really look at it, three of the five of the people that write or post at Boiled Sports are big analytics guys. Michael, Dave, and Anish all are deep into analytics For me, it's never been that way. I'm kind of a shoot from the hip or from the gut type person. I've used analytics in the last few years more than I ever have just to kind of uh, build my argument for different things. So it's not just always passion and me talking um, about what I think. It's backed up with numbers. So but, uh, LBD has made that job easier. Um, Greg McManus says, hello. And Greg McManus being here, always appreciate it. Nate Anderson is here as well. Stay warm, be down. I'm cozy in my hoodie. Um, and uh, outside, it's chilly. So you, get, you do it as well. Appreciate it. Ben Cotton says, um, is this the IU and Maryland pregame show? Sure. Yes, Ben, I I, I I hope this is how you get lathered up for your IU-Maryland game. By the way, Maryland, this is kind of weird, huh? IU uh, IU fans have told me that this IU team is just incredible. Uh, I'm glad they're ranked, by the way. I said that on Twitter. I wish they were higher ranked. I want IU to be, I wish they were second. Somehow, if they can mess with the polls before Saturday, it'd be great. Get them up there. Push them up. I want them as high as they can be. I want IU uh, flying high when they come in. I want them confident. And I want Purdue to to beat them with no excuses and beat them badly. So um, that's my intention every time Purdue plays IU. I want IU at the I want the best version of IU, and I want Purdue to humiliate them. So, um, but uh, let's see. Yeah. So go have fun with your IU Maryland game. That's probably tipping off in what? It's not this early. So it's probably an hour and a half. So enjoy that. And I'm glad you're here, Ben. Michael Gordon says he's excited to hear about the dumbasses. And yes, I already gave you a little taste of that. Internet dumbasses are uh, a real thing. Sorry, Sophia Helvey for the language, but you've heard it from me before. Um, Yeah, they're a thing, and um, there's something you everybody has to deal with on the internet. It's people that would say things. On the internet, that we never say in person. I hope these are examples. When people wish ill, physical harm, whatever, on someone else, I hope these are examples of that. I hope these people are contrite. I kind of hope they have a little bit of a conscience about it and they heard about it. Uh, I know some of these accounts got shut down. Um, Good. I don't know how they were shut down. Either that person shut them down or if a third party did it. Regardless what it is, I'm glad it happened. Um, So Elliot Krull uh, says, Love, Brandon. uh, Braden." Jenkins, Newman, Gillis, Edie lineup. I got to tell you, there haven't been many lineups that I don't like watching for different reasons. There, were, there have been some weird ones at times, uh, but you're starting to see Painter has done a better job this year at fashioning what we see on the court than he has in previous season, kind of putting together lineups that, you know, are a one-two punch. Part of that's just because there's so much talent on this team. Let's be real honest. It's harder to do it when you don't have this much talent. When you've got guys that are coming off the bench that are good, it's almost like you know when when Purdue's bringing Travion Williams off as a sixth man, you're gonna look better. When Purdue's bringing uh, Trey Kaufman Wren off the bench and he's not only uh, he's not sixth man, he's eighth ninth man. It's impressive. That is, he is a good player. He'd be starting, like I said the other day, for almost any team in the big, on the Big Ten. He'll be starting for Purdue in the near future. He's going to be, all, like Painter said the other day in his, his, uh, on the Matt Painter show, he thinks he'll be an all-conference type guy. I think he could be even more than that because of his work ethic. When guys have that type of talent plus that type of work ethic, that is a hell of a combination. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, that lineup's great, and many of these lineups are very, very good. Um, Mohill 93 says that's why Jay was mad. He paid big money to get those reps to make sure there was good Purdue game going on. Good job, Mohill. Uh yeah, Jay does that. That's the thing. The the ace in the the ace in the hole for Purdue Athletics is Jay Money's uh deep pockets and that's probably absolutely accurate. That's a good point. I didn't think about that angle, but yeah, it's right here close to home. That's why I didn't think of it. Um Hosehead says uh deep pockets. Where's the NIL guy? He's he's at uh yeah, down in Miami. Um, yeah, the, the, Purdue doesn't play on the same field as those programs. Let's be real honest. I, I've said this over and over. I hope you can spread this idea. Whenever someone starts talking about NIL infrastructure, it means those programs used to cheat and they already had cheaters set up. Now they can do some of this stuff above, the, above board. But much of that... The way they pay the money, the way they make promises, this is stuff that's been around for a while. And that's why Purdue has been so darn bad at it. Even when Purdue, well, I can tell you a story someday. Maybe I will. Uh, Many of my friends at BS know the story about something I saw when I was in college that was an example of Purdue not being completely above board. And it was the weakest, worst cheating I've ever heard of. It was... Something that I don't even know what I've gotten on the radar. But it showed how bad Purdue was at that. This is way back in the the late 90s. I'm not going to get into it on here. But um, Gatlinburg Bears says uh, there are 2.5 dogs versus the Terps tonight. Yeah, that that IU juggernaut is 2.5 underdogs. 2.5 point underdogs. I don't find that possible as good as IU is. I've watched them play for the last five games. They're incredible. They're amazing. Stupendous. Fantastic team, IU they're back. Uh, Woody is an incredible coach. He's a genius. So that's what I got to say about it. Uh, Michael Gordon said, this is the first I've heard of those two internet trends. Thought I was connected. Sorry, Michael, to uh, let something out of the bag. Maybe you're an edgy internet guy. Part of the issue is we have a lot of people that follow us, which is a great blessing. We have a lot of people that tell us things and then things uh, pop up in your feed because of the other things that are in the feed. Um, But, it's wild. This stuff is wild, and it uh, seems ridiculous. And I'm glad I got to bring you some breaking internet Purdue news here on the Quick Cast. Greg McManus says, by all uh, reports, Willard was complaining about the fix being in when they played at Mackey. It's helped. Uh, <laughs> it's helped. This who is cheating? Uh, who? Who? Geez. It's okay. So he's saying that there was a. There is. Uh, Willard from Maryland said that. The refs were helping Purdue along. So there's another team, another um, conspirator in this uh, great Purdue ref payoff thing. That So Maryland is involved too, and I'm sure Michigan State is involved because Izzo has been complaining for the last freaking three weeks, right? Three weeks, two and a half weeks about Purdue since the first time they played him. So I'm sure Michigan State fans are up in there. How people root for other programs that and you can't say, well, we put it all behind us. when We get to the tournament or get to the bowl game. I'm not that guy. Sorry. If you can do that good for you, I can't. I cannot forget that these coaches and these fans were calling Purdue horrible things and whatever. I root for Purdue. My diplomas from Purdue. My ticket money goes to Purdue. If I give money to a sports program, it's to Purdue. My loyalty is at Purdue, and that's where it stops. One day I'm going to probably have to make that decision, whereas another one brought in because somebody in my family will go there. I already have Butler connections. I can't root for Butler. I mean, I can't. Um, So that's just me. So all the people say Big Ten, go Big Ten. Yeah, not me. Have fun with that. Um, Greg Menace says, uh, wow, it's helped the cheating rumor stay alive. Uh, End of the day typing. What What am I hearing? Sorry, Greg. Um, The cheating rumor, uh, hopefully I didn't help it stay alive, uh, but maybe I did. Maybe I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gatlinburg Bear says, 9 p.m. IU, Maryland tip. So you got plenty of time, Ben, to do whatever you need to do. Run errands, get the bite to eat, go to AJ's and come back. Uh, plenty of time, really. you got five hours. So um, um, there's, I'm going to get somebody else that I haven't talked about. Uh, type, Typevich1. Uh, what's the magic number for Purdue to gain at least a share of the Big Ten title? I think it's eight. I think it's eight games. Either seven or eight. Um, Somebody else who's got it in front of them can tell me. I don't have any notes. I don't have any of that. So I think it's eight games, but I'm not positive. Um, Is that right? Seven or eight games? That seems like too many. But, I mean, Purdue, Purdue has a stranglehold on the lead in the Big Ten, which I don't think I've seen Purdue be this dominant this late into the Big Ten. Is it eight games? That can't be eight games, can it? But I think I read that. That's why I'm saying that, so... Wish I could tell you, um, but, you know, I did some show prep. You should be, you should be thankful. That's what you get. Um, Rudacris says uh, uh, Rutgers and Penn State maybe uh, maybe the exceptions right. Um, to the teams that I would root for, I would root for Penn State. That's a good point. I, I think that's what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think I would root for Penn State because I know Micah Shrewsbury. So there you go. I've got a personal connection. I have no personal connection to any of the other teams. In fact, I don't like them. So, um, yeah, I, I guess there'd be an exception. That's fair, and I appreciate that. Calling out my inconsistency, there's plenty of it. I say things sometimes, get a little bit ahead of myself. Yeah, I, I, I would root for Penn State. Right now I've got nothing but love for 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 Micah Shrewsbury and that great staff. I mean, you've got tons of connections on that staff, so it's a very good point. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Ted Berkey says I have family in Illinois, but for uh, forget them. I want them, <laughs> I want them to uh, lose every game. Yeah, and yeah, I, I I mean I don't think family's enough to make you to make you root for a team. I I do think though, if one day if my son makes a sad decision, go someplace else other than Purdue, if he's watching right now, he sometimes tunes in. Um, paying money to another school or paying part of his tuition, which is what our agreement's going to be that will be tough for me not to have a little rooting interest, especially if it's something that he really enjoys, but you can bet your... Uh, that every time Purdue plays them, that's it's going to be a Purdue Purdue sweatshirts, Purdue flags, whatever. Um, yep, uh, Randall Kindig says, uh, need Northwestern to lose. Uh, keep pushing the other teams back. Um, Typevich says, do I still disdain Wisconsin? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I disdain most teams in the Big Ten, and maybe it's illogical, but many of them I could give you a good reason. Others I could give you a reason, like I was in the arena and something happened. and that, you know That's not fair. Whenever you have these massive state schools, it really isn't fair to, um, to paint them with such a broad brush. But when you see them on the Internet all acting with a certain kind of pattern of behavior, I know there are idiots in the Purdue fan base. When you have a school of 40,000 people, you're going to have morons. But to have a bunch, like a wave of morons or morons piled on each other like lemmings, that's a different level. And what we've been seeing from, I know not all Illinois fans, because there's a a couple that I like. There's a couple that I like a lot. So, I mean, I can think of specific examples. But the Illinois fan behavior, the Michigan State fan behavior this season, IU fans generally, uh, one of my best friends, many of my, actually, i got three people that I really, really like that are IU fans and their families, really like them. But that doesn't change the fact that when they're in a group, they they kind of get together and start acting like morons. My buddy Nick Barker never shows that. Uh, my friend Jim Knoll, he never shows that. I'm trying to think of another one. I've got another friend. He was my best friend in high school. I could say he acts like a complete moron when he's rooting for IU, so I'm not going to put him in there. But um, but that's about it. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who tuned in. Uh, Thanks a ton to our sponsors, Martin Vintage and AJ's. Thanks for listening to my ramblings. I hope I helped Ben Cotton prepare for the IU-Maryland game because that's really what I'm here for. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hammer down. We'll see you.